1: Well, another Sunday, another race. It's time to talk NASCAR racing on the Fox 4 Podcast. I'm Sam Atwell. I'm Brian Dooley. Well, it was the Bush Brothers Show in Bristol this afternoon. It was a pretty good race. Uh, it was probably the best Bristol race I've seen in a long time.
0: Yeah. Uh, again, you know, Kyle Busch away with the win. Uh, Pitski drivers were strong up front. Uh, Clint Boyer looked good today as well. Um, He seems to be kind of doing well at these short tracks. He did well in Martinsville a couple weeks ago. Uh, Chase Elliott, who, you know, started off in the pole. Bad luck just seemed to follow him all day. But, yeah, great racing uh, for short track. um, You know, quite a few battles up front, which is great to see.
1: It really was. Hey, let's go ahead and take a look and see where your favorite driver finished today in the Food City
0: 500 in Bristol. In first place, Kyle Busch, followed by brother Kurt Busch in second. And third place, we have Joey Logano, followed by teammate Ryan Blaney. In fifth place, Denny Hamlin. Uh, sixth place, Paul Menard. In seventh, Clint Hoyer. In eighth, Daniel Suarez. In ninth, Ryan Newman. And in tenth, Jimmy Johnson.
1: Eleventh was Chase Elliott. Twelfth, Matt Benedetto. Thirteenth was Kevin Harvick. Fourteenth, Austin Dillon. Fifteenth, Ty Dillon. Sixteenth, William Byron. Seventeenth was Martin Truex Jr. Brad Keselowski, who had a little bobble at the end, he finished 18th. Kyle Larson, 19th. And 20th was Bubba Wallace.
0: And 21st, we have David Reagan, followed by Chris Buescher in 22nd. And 23rd, Alex Bowman in 24th. Eric Jones, 25th. Ryan Priest. And 26th, we have Landon Castle, followed by Matt Tift in 27th. Michael McDowell in 28th. Ross Chastain in 29th. And Daniel Hemrick in 30th. 31st was Bailey Curry, 32nd. 30,
1: these are guys I don't know. Quinn Huff thirty second Ricky Stenhouse Jr. thirty third Corey Lejoy thirty fourth, Timmy Hill thirty fifth, Gray Galding thirty sixth, and uh, wrapping out the uh, field today Eric Amarillo in thirty seventh. Well, what can you say about Kyle Busch man? In this this guy is he going to win a race every weekend this year? I mean he's he's got three wins already out of the eight first
0: races. If it's not him, it's one of those uh Penske drivers. Um, but I mean. You got Denny Hamlin, who's already had two wins this year. But yeah, Kyle Bush is definitely the top driver this year, just the top dog. And just in his career, what he's accomplishing right now, uh, it's insane. And right now he's definitely you know on the road to getting a possibly a second championship. You know, it, it was his
1: eighth career cup win at the, the, the half mile short track at Bristol, beating up his brother, who has uh has his sixth win there. So it's now eight to six in, in favor of Kyle. He also recorded a series leading win in his first eight races of 2019, as well as capturing his 54th win, which ties him with the career of Lee Petty. He's getting up there into some lofty names now, this sport. He's tied with Lee Petty. He's one race behind Rusty Wallace. And, uh, you know, he has finished in the top 10 in every race this season. Let's go ahead and take a listen to what Kyle had to say after the race at Bristol after you picked up his win, and he talks about what it's like to be in the rarefied era of some of these legends of NASCAR.
0: Uh, well, it's, um, I'll say it again, I've said it a few times, but it's pretty cool to continue to just have the opportunity to go out there and, and win these races, and when you win these races, the numbers will just continue to add up, and um, the addition of that, and getting to Lee Petty, I mean, um, you're you're, gonna, you're starting to get into some, some really heavy company that's at the top ten of the, the all-time wins list of our series and of our sport. Um, you know, I feel as though I've, I've just done my fair share and have been with some amazing people over the years that have gotten me to, uh, to this number thus far. And, uh, we'll just keep, keep going.
1: Yeah. When you think of Kyle Busch, you know, he said it right there. We're just going to keep on winning. How many races is this guy going to win? Is he going to, are we going to see him in the top five, the top two, the top, you know, nobody's going to, nobody's going to ever get to the point that Richard Petty did. Nobody's going to touch 200 wins. Just not going to happen.
0: Yeah. Not going to happen, but. Back then, also, NASCAR, they couldn't catch a lot of the things they might have been doing behind the scenes in the garage. I always think about that. It's just so different. It's it's hard to compare eras. You know, Jimmy Johnson, seven-time champion, no doubt, but the way things are done so differently now, not that any of them don't deserve it, but just the different generations and eras in NASCAR. Uh, But, yeah, Kyle, he's definitely... The top person in, in the era right now, I think.
1: I don't know if I see fifty more wins in his future in the Cup Series to get to hundred, to break that hundred barrier. I don't know. If, I don't know if it's there. I see twenty-five or thirty more for sure. Just depends where he ends up will depend on when he wants to stop racing because I don't think there's any quit in this kid. I
0: no, and I mean he, you know, he pulls double duties when he can, and when he doesn't win, I mean he, you can just tell after the race just a frustration in him. It's just he and Kurt today kind of, he kind of made fun of it, but he was, I mean, that's a, that's most drivers when you're so close. Clint Boyer, we were talking before, uh, earlier today, you know, he's tweeting, you know, he was up front and then this little incidents is ruin your day. It's part of racing, but Kyle has just been consistent and up front, And then the weeks that he hasn't won, You just see the defeat in his face. Like he wants to win every week. Well, I think what I mentioned just before we got the comments
1: from Kyle, the fact that he has not finished outside the top 10 at all this season, he's been in the top 10 in every single race this season.
0: That's just astounding. And that just builds on to, you know, the consensus consistency and just the momentum that team has every week. Um, You know, they early on, you know, uh, pit, you know, road speed penalties and things like that, but they seem to kind of have those down now and not have any problems on pit road. And just that whole team—I mean, it's a championship-winning team. They
1: are, and it was—it was interesting today. They um, on the on the TV broadcast, they talked about the uh, the battle between the Bush brothers. Kyle was in the lead, Kurt was in second, and uh, I wish we had the sound to, to share with you, but we don't have it. But after the race, Kurt Bush. Was talking to, uh, to uh, the pit reporter, and he said, "I was going to wreck my brother. I, I was going to on the white flag. I was going to go straight into turn three and four and wreck him. He's already won this season. He's already he's already locked down his place in the championship. He could give his brother a break." He said, "I would have wrecked him, but I never could get to him. And I-, I-, I have no doubt that that was probably the truth. He probably yeah. would have wrecked him if he hadn't got into the wall a little bit there on the on the on the." With three laps to go, he kind of brushed the wall a little bit, took off some of his momentum, and after that, there there was no catching Kyle Bush.
0: Kurtz, you know, he's been knocking on the door up front. Um, he's done well in the you know, first year in Chip Canassi. Um, I think if, you know, this run of Penske and Gibbs, you know, Ford, Toyota, I think if we're looking at who would be the first Chevy to get the checker flag, I think Kurt Bush is definitely on top. Something else that's interesting is two weeks in a row, Jimmy Johnson landed a top ten. So um, maybe that's a good look for that team starting to move up.
1: Well, it's it's yeah, I I think it's got to be encouraging to that team because up until the last two weeks, they've really not done anything uh, this season. And you know, Jimmy Johnson's a seven-time champion, so you expect him to be running up front. But they just it's just going to take some time, I think. And we're seeing that for this team to gel, the new crew chief, the combination of the team the pit crew, the crew chief, the driver, and, and for all that to come together, it takes some time for that to happen because Johnson and Canals were to, together for so long that they, you won't understand this because you're not you're not married, but sometimes when you're with somebody, I've been married for 30 years with my wife, and sometimes we think so much alike that we complete each other's sentences. That's kind of how Canals and Johnson had got to. Jimmy could say something and Chad would automatically know what he was talking about. Well, now he's got a brand new crew chief and that, that communication takes some time to gel. It takes time to build that relationship.
0: Yeah. And, I mean, we'll see next week, you know, in Richmond uh, where the 48 team goes and really the rest of Hendrick Motorsports. It's not, I mean, Chase Elliott, you know, him and uh, William Byron were on the, you know, pole, you know, for Bristol. Um Chase didn't really have a great day, but he did finish 11th right outside the top 10, so not a horrible day. And it's just the whole all Chevrolets, you know, it's just how are they going to track down the just those Toyotas and the Ford Pinskys that are just dominating the season. It's unreal every week that it's like, wow, again. And and really when it comes to Gibbs, it's been, you know, Kyle Busch
1: Although Denny Hamlin did pick up the victory at the Daytona 500, so. Yeah. so they're just, it's, yeah, Chevrolet just hasn't hasn't figured anything out for these these Chevys and these Toyotas yet, but they will. It, it'll just take them some time, and I think as the season goes on, but like you said earlier, I think uh, Kurt Busch has gone to the number one team and really, really taken that team up a notch because they're running up front. We've talked about them before. They've run up front. They've got some top tens, haven't made the victory lane yet, but they are seeing better results than they had seen in years when Jamie McMurray was the driver of the number one car. So he's he's really come in there and really taken that team up a notch, and that's, that's good to see. You know, a, another team that – and you, you talked about Chase Elliott. And one of the things I love about Bristol is the fact if you get out of there, obviously you want to win. But if you get out of there with a top 10, top 15 – and you're still running at the end of the Bristol race. You got to feel pretty good about that because we saw today. Today was more like a throwback race. You saw guys battling side by side and bumping and beating and banging, and there were there was a lot of damage to a lot of cars, and it was typical Bristol, and I love that. I'm I'm glad
0: that was back. Yeah, and just the battling up front, a lot of, and it'll be interesting once we go back to some of the mile and a half tracks and whatnot, but. One of the complaints I've heard this season with the new racing package is once someone gets up front, they just kind of take off. Just the clean air helps them out. And so there hasn't been a lot of battles up front. The restarts have been great, but then once someone like Kyle Bush just gets up front and going, it's just hard for anyone to kind of get up there. Bristol, I mean, it's a short track, but we just saw a lot of battles for the lead. I mean, Clint Boyer going up there, the Bush brothers, like you mentioned. And yeah, you know, banging and just good old style racing. And I don't think anyone, I didn't see any, you know, kind of tempers come out, which just happens sometimes.
1: Well, there was a little bit of a temper there at the end when, uh, when Brad Keselowski got called to, to pit road at the final restart, he didn't get lined up in, in the right place. Didn't understand exactly where he was supposed to be. NASCAR called him into pit road. They, and he didn't come and they were going to stop scoring him. So he, he was, he was a little upset with that last restart. And, and if you were watching the broadcast, you could see they were they were three wide and, and right around Keselowski three wide and, and nobody knew exactly what was happening, but they went to green anyways. And Keselowski uh, uh, made a, a, a trek to the NASCAR hauler to talk to them about. He felt like he got hosed out of a possible victory, although I he had some pretty silly penalties today. He had a speeding on pit road penalty, but he was pretty his temper He was pretty hot when he got out of the car, thinking that NASCAR had messed him up on that restart. And, and he didn't have a chance to, to uh, pick up the victory, but uh, and I think uh, probably Ryan Newman may be a little, maybe a little hot under the collar. Cause he got, he got beat up pretty good and he had, he was running pretty well. And then got, got uh, chase. Elliott got into him after uh, I believe it was Ryan Blaney. that kind of forced him up into the wall. And, and so he kind of ruined his day, but man, it, I, not that I'm a, 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 advocate of violence but man I love short track racing and to see those guys just going at it it, it was was really pretty amazing and I think probably a guy who wished the, the race had been about 15 laps longer is Joey Logano because at the end he was on a rocket ship that car was coming up through the field after stopping to get four tires on that last caution he was on a rocket ship and if there had been more laps we may have seen we may have seen Bush, Kyle Bush and Joy Logano
0: battling for the the victory and that that would have been classic I think Kind of Boyer too could have been a contender. Feeding it, I think he roughed up, scraped the wall towards the end, and you could tell when he was posting on Twitter earlier. Uh, he was bummed out because I think you know he felt like he had a great car and just racing And and Kyle Busch just can't be touched. Even Kurt was up there, and you know Kurt towards the end scraped the wall, and that just <laughs> knocked him back. You know, Clint Boyer's had a great car two or three times this year and and probably
1: should have been in victory lane already this season. But just can't seem – bad luck just seems to follow that guy, and he just can't seem to get over the hump to uh, make it to victory lane. Clint's a, Clint's a talented driver, and, and i got to tell you, folks, if you're not follow, following him on social media, follow his, his Twitter account, at Clint Boyer. Some pretty entertaining stuff goes on on his Twitter feed, and if you're a fan – you got to follow that because uh, it's a great way to really get to know your drivers and and get to see them a little bit outside the race car and to see kind of what they're really like. And and Clint is one of the more entertaining guys to follow on social media.
0: Yeah, especially, like, I love when, you know, athletes, and like Patrick Mahomes for the Chiefs, he's great. You know, just using social media to have fun. uh, Those are the ones you want to follow. Uh, And Clint Boyer's humor, I mean, you could tell he was – upset but you know he makes humor out of it and gets ready for the next week you know we talked about a lot of beating and
1: banging on bristol and really actually for for the race though there were only five cautions which for bristol is is kind of on the low end I've, i've seen bristol races where where uh you know there's 10 11 12 cautions and and i remember back in the day when uh when dale earnhardt was still with us and he would race at Bristol, and I remember a Bristol race in particular where he, uh, to quote Dale Earnhardt, wanted to rattle Terry Labonte's cage a little bit and wrecked him out going to victory lane in Bristol. And, and I remember Terry Labonte winning there one night when uh, the all kinds of smoke was coming out of his car. I was sitting in victory lane, just smoke coming out of his, dented up on all four corners. And, I mean, it was classic Bristol. But only five cautions today. So not too much, but it was it was great to see him racing side by side and, and, and going for those positions. And
0: something you mentioned, uh, you've mentioned this in, in uh, previous tracks, and I certainly noticed that today was the fans in the stands at Bristol. Like,
1: yeah, we've been noticing. We've been talking about that not not on the podcast, but 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 uh, here at the station. And today,
0: I, I was only I was able to just listen to the race on the radio today, so I didn't watch some of the broadcast. But I was following on social media too, so you know, replays and stuff on Twitter and it was like, is this is this the race or is this like practice? And it, it was the race. And, um, and even some of the, you know, photos I saw, you know, during the race, um, online, it was, I don't know, just kind of for some, a place like Bristol, you mentioned that it's packed and, you know, um, I don't I mean, there was no rain or anything like that. Like there sometimes is. And,
1: you know they had they had announced earlier, and I, I remember this after we chatted earlier. They announced a new new format for the crowd in the spring race at Bristol, where they were going to shut down the, the two the two ends on the on the turns, and they were going to basically seat everybody in the front and back stretches. I forget what they called it, but it was some kind of special, more of a stadium type arrangement where you have front stretch, back stretch, nothing in the corners, to kind of I guess make them. They're gonna. They were gonna offer some special things to the fans and and add some special uh, things in the in the concession areas for fans and they were trying to do something a little different. But even then, even though they did that, there were still so many empty seats at Bristol and that's just shocking to me. And and we've seen it. We've seen it at other tracks already this year. And I, I gotta wonder if if it's time to be concerned about about uh, attendance at the tracks.
0: I think just marketing. I mean, I just. When I was younger, I just remember there used to be so many, you know, commercials and advertisements about, you know, NASCAR and the drivers, you know, Dale Jarrett and the UPS truck, just more really kind of humorous. And, uh, that I, my folks who aren't into, you know, NASCAR really at all, they were in it for a couple of years, but they mainly just loved commercials. And you don't see that, but that kind of, and even out, you know, in stores and stuff, you saw more racing gear and stuff. Now it's, you know, it's all gone online and, um, and we've talked, you know, you a lot of the popular drivers, you know, Jeff Gordon, Dale R Jr., Tony Stewart, they're all gone now, and so some of those fans have kind of, you know, I don't know if they've left or, well, I, we just got to see. But I think NASCAR's just got to still kind of work in marketing strategy. But I got to tell you, okay, like you said, Gordon's gone, Stewart's gone, Junior's gone,
1: Matt Kenseth is gone, um, Carl Edwards is gone. Those guys are gone, but I gotta tell you, if you like racing, there's some great drivers out there that you can become fans of. You know, pick up some of these younger guys. Ryan Blaine's a great young driver who's gonna who's gonna win some races, a very talented guy. You know, you're a big fan of Chase Elliott, he's a great young driver. William Byron at Hendrick is a great young driver. There's some great drivers out there you can latch a hold of. When I first started watching NASCAR eons ago, Uh, I picked up on Jeff Gordon and and he was my favorite driver, but I picked up on him back when he raced open wheel, when he, when he raced dirt cars, when he, when he was in the, the, uh, the,
0: uh, Sprint. sprint cars.
1: Yeah. There was a program on ESPN called Thursday night thunder. That's where I found Jeff Gordon and just kind of watched him come along. and, and, pick up on some of these young drivers and become a fan and follow a man and follow them on social media and, and really pick you a driver because it's more fun to watch these races when you have, when you have a rooting interest, it really is. Yeah.
0: And like we were mentioning, you know, Clint Boyer earlier, you know, we kind of know his human personality and as much as we might not be fans, I mean, Kyle Busch has his own little, you know, personality. Yeah. And, but he's good. And, you know, he's, he's got sort of the attitude that some fans like. Yeah, he does. And, and, you know he
1: he's he's pretty he's he's calmed down a little bit he he he's he's learned how to use his personality and his sense of humor you know back when he was younger when he first came into this series he he was kind of a jerk for yeah. lack of a better term and and now that he's grown up a little bit and he granted he came into this sport he was really really young you know he in fact when he first came into the truck series he couldn't drive. They let him in and then they changed the rule and he couldn't drive cause he wasn't old enough. So he kind of came into the sport with a chip on his shoulder. And then when he came in, he started winning everything. And so he got the, he, he got a pretty high opinion of himself and he would shoot off his mouth. He'd say things just for reaction. And he's kind of calmed down a little bit and I don't dislike him as much as I used to. And I've, I've seen the, the beauty of his talent and, 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 and such a great driver. But, uh, you know, Rowdy Nation, you know, Junior Nation is is still there. I know they're still there, but latch on to a driver, man. Pick one out and, 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 and follow them and, and, and cheer for them, and it'll make your racing more uh, more enjoyable.
0: And what helped me out transitioning, you know, when Jeff Gordon was tiring and I wanted to look for a new driver, I didn't want to go with someone like Jimmy Johnson who had already, you know, won multiple championships and all well, you that. You feel like you're just jumping on the bandwagon. Yeah, so I wanted to go with someone new, and I knew at that time – before he was even announced that Elliott would be taking over 24, he's now number nine. But I, I could tell the way he would you know, when he was in junior motorsports, the way Junior was kind of mentoring him, I had a feeling that he would. There's a good chance that if a spot opened up at Hendrick Motorsports, he'd probably end up there. And he ended up, you know, taking over the 24 for a couple years. And I just like his personality. You know, I watched his dad race. And I just kind of latched on uh, on Chase Elliott and um, not been disappointed uh, thus far. I mean, it's thinks you want your driver to be the one like Kyle Bush to win every week. And in racing, if you want to be a fan of the sport, you just got to get used to there's going to be there could be some weeks where your driver uh, just has some bad luck. But you just got to keep well, on that, NASCAR
1: up. racing is unique in the fact that every team races every Sunday there's no bye weeks for one team or another team every team is out there every week and I know people used to say any team could win on any Sunday never did believe that never bought that there's there's a certain amount of teams that could win any weekend not everybody can but every driver's out there every week trying to do the best job that they can and and yeah there's 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 some great drivers out there. I mean, you think about the Dylan, the Dylan brothers, you know, everybody thinks that they got it. They got into their rides because Richard Childress was their grandfather. Maybe there's a little bit to do with that, but honestly, they're pretty, they're pretty talented drivers. They really are. And, you know, you think Kyle Larson is another great young driver. So we got, we got some, we got some hope out there. We got some, we got some excitement out there. These guys are going to make their mark on this sport and, uh, and, and, grab somebody don't feel like a bandwagon jumper these kids are young
0: and uh that's i think the sports just you know the last few years we've had these veteran drivers from you know the early 2000s late 90s start to retire and the last few years we've had such you know a rush of young drivers coming to the sport and especially in the cup series and like you said there's great new young drivers out there just watch the sport and keep an eye out and
1: and really, some of these guys haven't had as much experience as some of the, as in years past, because in years past, some of these cup drivers were not going anywhere. You know, they were here for 10, 15, 20 years, and there was no real place for these young drivers to go. And they just kind of hung out in the Bush series or they hung out in the truck series, Bush series. I, I still can't, <laughs> I still do that. The Xfinity series. Um, and don't be surprised if I ever drop a Winston Cup uh, reference because that's how old school I am. But they didn't have the time to stay in those series, and they don't have as much experience because they had holes to fill. You know, they had spots to fill with all these guys retiring. And so be patient, pick one out, and, and have a good time. Let's take a look at the point standings um, before we get out of here. Um, wow, no surprise. Guess who's on top of the point standings? I going to guess the number 18. Yes, it is. Yeah, I was looking at the wrong sheet there. Yeah, the number eighteen, Kyle Busch is your points leader, followed by. Wow, followed by his brother. Isn't that it? Wait a minute. Am I looking at the right thing here? Yeah, that might be the race results. Where's where'd my points go? Oh man. Well, Kyle Busch is still your points leader, whether I can <laughs> whether I can read it or not. I thought I had the points, but oh yeah, it is. Okay, here we go. Sorry. Uh, old eyes. Kyle Busch is your points leader, followed by Denny Hamlin. Uh, Joey is third. Ka- Kevin Harvick, fourth. Kevin Harvick was, uh, probably had a chance to come back a little more if the race was a little bit longer today, but he overcame a bunch of stuff. But Kaslowski is fifth. Ryan Blaney, sixth. Martin Truex Jr., a guy we've not heard a whole lot about this season, is seventh. Kurt Busch is eighth. Eric Amarillo is ninth. And Chase Elliott, your man, is in tenth. So... There's some names in that in the top ten there that haven't made a whole lot of noise this season, but they're running pretty consistently to stay in the top ten. And how many guys do we have qualified for the uh, playoffs? It would be Hamlin, Hamlin Bush, Kozlowski, Logano, Hamlin. Five guys. Four. I think we said Hamlin twice. Did we say Hamlin twice? Four, Four. guys. So we talked about the. I remember the very first podcast we did after Daytona. We talked about, well, are there, is there going to be is there going to be one dominant guy? No, but we've got dominant teams. Yeah, we got dominant teams that nobody seems to be able to touch so far. And Kyle Busch is. I don't think he's going to make it any easier on these guys going forward.
0: Especially, you know, I'm, I'm looking at Richmond the last few years. Uh, both races in 2018, Kyle Busch. Uh, you had Kyle Larson in 2017 in the fall race in the spring race, Joey Logano. Uh, then the spring race in 2016 or fall race in 2016 was Denny Hamlin. He's still got Pansky Gibbs, Kyle Busch, all kind of in that mix. And then, you know, Chip Ganassi, you know, Kyle Larson. I mean, I could see him or Kurt Busch doing well next week. I mean, it's just, I, <laughs> I'm ready for a new, you know, team to win. Uh, especially I'm team Chevy. No, just that's, I've always been team Chevy. So I'm kind of going to want to, I don't care who it is just just to get a Chevy to victory lane for Chase Elliott, but looking ahead, it's like not looking promising.
1: Well, Richmond is a, is a fun track. It's I I love Richmond and, and uh, one of these, one of these weeks we'll get around to talking about the changes for the schedule in 2020 that is going to shake up the whole schedule. But, uh, Richmond, I love Richmond. I, I I love the fact that it's the final race before the before the playoffs start this year, because you never know what's going to happen at Richmond. How many guys have gone into to Richmond having to win to get into the playoffs, and it and it happens. Or the crazy the crazy year that that um, oh, Clint Boyer, Clint Boyer, his arm scratching his arm, and 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 Martin Truex – Getting penalized and thrown out of the chase. Jeff Gordon got into the chase because of all those shenanigans. He was the 13th driver in the chase. Uh, you never know what's going to happen in Richmond. And I think after this race at Bristol, I think we're going to see a great race at Richmond.
0: Yeah, I'm excited. Um, and, yeah, it's, I, it's, I have a feeling whoever's winning is going to have a Bush on their last name. <laughs> so your pick is going to be a Bush, eh? I think... Uh, I
1: want to go with Kurt Busch next week. Aha! Uh-huh. Um, okay, trying to get Chevy. You're 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 using all of your all of your power well, to get a Chevy he's, to I know he's, he's, lane. he's
0: won there. Uh, it's been a few years back, 2015, um, but he's just been consistent. You know, he, he you could tell he really won that win today. Um, I'll pick him, but you know, the two wins there last year was Kyle. But I'm gonna try to not just Maybe I should go to Kyle. I'll stick with Kurt, but I'm, part of me wants to go to Kyle to jinx him, but I'll stick with Kurt. Not to jinx him, but.
1: Yeah, well, you know, picking races is like picking anything because <laughs> you have 1 in 37 chances to be wrong or be right. There's 36 chances you're going to be wrong. But I think uh, looking at Richmond, I'm going to go with Clint Boyer. I think maybe they put it all together next week and he avoids some bad luck that he's had so far this season and he takes he takes the 14 car to victory lane. It'd be fun. He, he would have a good time in Richmond. I remember uh, Martinsville, when he won, and he was talking about getting the trophy at Martinsville, which is a grandfather clock. Um, and he talked about he didn't know how he was going to get it home. He's going to have to ratchet strap it to the top of his SUV to get the, the grandfather clock home. But uh, I think they put it together next week, that 14 team. They've been close. They can just avoid some bad luck. But Richmond's not a good place to avoid bad luck because, you, you know, it's a short track. So we'll see. Boyer and Kurt Bush. let's see if we've, Luke, if we've uh, hexed them and, and, and they will not win and Kyle Bush will win. Who knows? But whatever the outcome, we'll be here next week to talk about it on the uh, NASCAR podcast on Fox Fork. I'm Sam Atwell. And I'm Brian Dooley. We'll see you all next week.